my name is Michael McMaster, and this is my podcast called An Open Mind, where I try to bring new ideas, enlightening ideas, things you've never heard about, um, so that you can put them into your life and, um, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> um, put them in your life and try to help your life. You know, I try to bring, um, or I'm going to anyway, sort of an understanding of the larger picture of everything. Because oh, I want to say this first. <laughs> I got to say this first. You know, we as human beings um, have a wonderful way of destroying beautiful things in our life. Whatever it may be. <laughs> it could be a beautiful hill over there that has trees and some animals running around and the sunsets behind the trees and it's beautiful. And we go, oh, let's bulldoze it all and build 50 houses with no trees and nothing. This is what we do. And we have, a, we have a tendency to do that to ourselves as well. You know, our relationships in our life, that we can have something that's very intricate, you know, and very finely balanced. And we come in and we hit it with a sledgehammer, you know, because we want to make a point. We want to do something, you know. So we do this all the time. Am I guilty? Yes, of course I am. I'm guilty of everything. So look at the things that have beauty in your life. And hold them sacred to you. Because they're usually things that bring you joy. Whatever it may be. I, I've said this before. That the only things I have in my life are things that have a sense of spirituality, a sense of beauty, a sense of purpose. And they have meaning in my life. I hold all those things sacred. Even when somebody gives me something, which people do, you know, I told you I don't associate with many people, but people do. I hold those things sacred. So you want to do this. Put meaning into the things in your life that mean something. As precious as it may be. Friendships, relationships. Don't damage things out of your own ego because you don't have it your way. Do you see? I'm very good at that. Everything has to be the way I see it. Do you see? Am I guilty of that? Yeah, of course I am. So hold things sacred to you that have meaning to you. And don't allow outside forces to come in and destroy it. Because I've just been through this. I have a, um, a situation with somebody that's, that's quite remarkable, to be honest with you. But then there are outside forces, you know, through their own ego because they don't like the way this looks, the way this is. So they try to destroy it because they want it their way. But it has nothing to do with the person and me. It's them. So anything that you hold sacred to you or precious to you, do not allow outside forces, people, situations to affect it or to destroy it. You understand? Okay. Now. I'm going to talk about um, two things today. I'm in this two-thing thing, thing. <laughs> even though I never <clears throat> stay in the two-thing thing. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, one of the very few people I talked to, and we were talking about um, religion and Buddhism and you know, all this kind of stuff, right? And um, it's very interesting because, you know, Buddhists have a certain philosophy, 
And Christianity has a certain philosophy, Taoism has a certain philosophy, Jehovah's Witnesses have a certain philosophy, right? But they're like labels. It's like you read the book and you take the label off the book and you put it on you. Oh, I'm this. Okay, but what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything, right? And so we take these things, even spirituality, you know, even a lot of the stuff I say here, it does work, believe it or not. But we take spirituality and we take something and it's a label. Okay, put it on me. I may have a label now, you know, and so I'm this. And then something bigger than what you are comes along and just crushes you. And you go, well, what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, this book I paid $30 for was supposed to save me. No, right? This is what we do. So we take things and we, they, you think they're going to protect you. They don't. There's only one thing that protects you, and I'm going to tell you what it is. Right? So this is what we do. And so what happens is that we, we lock into things that are not the big picture. We lock into little segments of it, you know, like, like I said, you know, religions or whatever, or, you know, whatever. This is what we do. And we think and we expect them to save us. Christianity is a good one. You know, they have a larger premise in the whole thing. You know, what is it? Uh, confess your sins or whatever, and you will be saved. Saved from what? Right? So we do this. Now, the big picture in something is this. And I've mentioned this before. You are a divine entity. You are not a human. Human is just being in the body on the earth plane. You are a divine entity. You are a divine entity before you were a human. And you have awesome power. I have said this before. It's beyond anything you read. All the books are written by humans who are at a particular level. So if I go and sit under a tree all day and go, hmm, I think I should be kind, and I write that in a book and everybody goes, oh my God, he's so enlightened, he thinks everybody should be kind, right? What does it mean? Nothing. <laughs> it means I sat under a tree and thought I should be kind, right? In the picture of everything and how everything works, it means nothing. Your divine nature means everything. It trumps everything. There is nothing greater than that. Everything is less than that. But we lock into these things thinking that they're the answer. Perfect health doesn't come from yoga, running 20 miles, uh, eating a carrot and a piece of celery. It comes from the thought, the divine thought, that you have perfect health. Hmm? In Taoism, which I happen to like, because it says, allow everything to exist in its own natural spiritual state and don't change anything, right? In that, it has this phrase of doing nothing and everything gets done. If you were to think, I have perfect health, spiritually, everything that's necessary to help you bring that to that level would happen. You don't have to do anything else, right? You know, don't get fat, you know, don't go and eat, you know, hamburgers every day. I mean, do some things. 
but that's what happens. So you have to go to that level of understanding to change everything. You see? So try to get out of the level of trying to solve your problems from that level. You know, Einstein said you cannot solve a problem from the level of consciousness that created it. That's what he means. So you have to get into that divine nature that you have and everything in your life will be solved because you're not playing at the level of the problem. You've gone so far beyond it. So, okay, Michael, give me an example. <laughs> right. The reason why, you know, money is a big one. It keeps, people keep bringing this back to me all the time. And I'm going to say something about that. The reason why, if you have money problems or whatever, is because you believe you're not worthy of anything other than that. So, how much time do I have? Okay, so I'm going to give you this lesson in this. Right. Now, you can only attract to you what you feel you are worth. And most of the time, you don't even know what you're worth. And forget the money thing, right? In anything, emotionally, physically, financially. So, I hope you can understand this. You have this divine nature that's pure. It's not tainted by anything. It doesn't have any problems, right? When I meditate, you know, four hours a day, I get to this place of just pure consciousness. It's just me. It's not my thoughts. I've gone beyond my thoughts, right? And I'm sit there and I feel this pure bliss. Why? Because my spiritual nature has no problems. It's the pure aspect of God that has no problems. We go, well, where are the problems? Well, the problems come from my ego, what I create. But they're outside of my spiritual nature. So, if you can understand that, that you are a spiritual being that has no problems, that what happens, you will go, okay, how do I create the problem then? By what you feel you're worth. So, so you go, well, how, how do I do that? You go, okay. And I've said this before. If you feel that you should be a victim, you'll attract everything you need to you to be a victim. Because this is what our Creator, the universe, God, did. It said, imagine we're having a conversation with her, right? So it goes, so, my, so I say to God, um, how come I have this problem over here? <laughs> and so God answers back, well, Michael, even though I like you, <laughs> you have some problems. And this is what it would say to me. I created, created you in a perfect image of me, which is all-powerful and with no problems. And I wanted you to have free will, Michael, so that you could experience anything that you want to experience. It doesn't matter. From a non-judgmental point of view. So I go, well, that's very nice. So that's what I have. That's what you have. That's how we were created. So, where's the problem then? The problem is, remember, 
I believe in reincarnation. It happens. I don't care what anybody says. <clears throat> Look how many people believe that the Earth was flat. Do you know when Galileo created the telescope that the nobles and the intellectual people wouldn't even look through it because they knew they had to hold on to their old belief that, you know, the earth is flat, you know, and everything goes around the earth, even though Galileo knew it was different. And they wouldn't look through the telescope because it would, they would have to change their belief that they were wrong. It's the same with reincarnation. Nobody really wants to believe it because they hold on to these other beliefs that some other religion has told them is true, right? Even though they can't prove that. Okay, now I'm lost. <laughs> All right, so so God created us, you know, with this awesome power to experience anything we want to experience. Now, oh, that's right. So through lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, we've become very limited, small people in relation to what we really are. So what is the curse on our spiritual nature? It's called limitation. We believe in limitation. Like, I could not have this because, why? Well, because I'm not worthy of it or that. Do you see? So we have created the limitations on our own spiritual nature that is unlimited. So God says, hmm, they seem to want to experience limitation. Well, I gave them free will. Let them do it. They're going to live for eternity. Maybe they'll get beyond it. <laughs> do you see? So if you go back and understand that you are an unlimited, powerful being, and the only reason you have problems in your life is because you believe in the limitation of problems. It is that simple. So, yeah, you might want to listen to this one again. Right? So, in your present day way of being, whatever it may be, Let me say this to you as well. You know, we have this structure here that we live in um, on this earth and in society. And it's actually extremely limited. And I have people in my life, a couple, who are, don't live that way. <laughs> um, they would consider to be crazy. I would consider them to be normal. I would consider all the people living this way to be crazy, right? And not normal. So we live in a very limited way. You know, like you can only make so much money doing this. You're not really deserving of happiness. Okay, that comes from Christianity, right? You're supposed to be this sinful person that's frowned on by God and all this. Nothing could be further from the truth. God creates beauty within everything. We are supremely beautiful beings. Like I said about our what's name, our bodies, our bodies are meant to experience pure joy, like through taste, through seeing, through hearing, through touch, through emotion. We're meant to experience joy. That's what the body is. is. It's an instrument to experience joy on this plane. Right? And everything else that's created, you know, is joy. That's how the, the universe was created. Was, so this earth and everything that we're on, we're meant to have this wonderful experience in this physical body, 
and to experience the emotions of love, sexuality, everything. But what do we do? We make it a freaking disaster by creating limitations on everything. So how do you get beyond the limitations that you have now that you have, you know, nailed to your spirit, so to speak? Most people can only take small steps, right? That's it. Most people are not sort of like me somewhat or in a couple of other people that I know where you can envision a large idea or understanding and become it. Because that's what you have to do. But a lot of people are not there. So how do you do? Each day, create the feeling that you are going to experience something wonderful in your life. And you expect it. Simple as that. You see, because if I say to you, oh, why don't you try to experience extreme happiness in the next three days? You're going to say, but I'm miserable. How am I going to do that? My boyfriend hates me and, you know, I'm losing my job. And do you see, you won't go anywhere. You'll stay in that same pattern that you're in, which you actually are addicted to. Did you know that? That we become addicted to things emotionally and we can't break it. So we stay stuck. That's what keeps us there. It's the addiction of being where we are. You know, I, oh, I could say something here. <laughs> Get into trouble. <laughs> um, but we're, you're addicted to everything. We're addicted to food. We're addicted to alcohol. Addicted to sex. We're addicted to our negative way of life. You see? The motion keeps it. You go, oh, no, I'm not. Oh, yeah, really? Tell me the last six people you've been with and what they've been like. Or miserable? You're addicted to it. That's why you keep attracting it. Right? Uh, why do I keep cashing my car? Because you're addicted to the uh, drama of that and you need to experience. Do you see? Look at your life and see what you're addicted to. That'll give you an idea of how much you like yourself. Hmm? It'll also give you an idea of what you expect out of life. So the way that you get beyond this starts small. It's like learning to play the first note on a piano and you end up playing a symphony two years later, right? Say each day, each day I expect something wonderful to happen in my life. Say it from your heart. Say it to the universe because the universe will start to send that because what's happened, you've just taken a step out of the addiction and you know what's going to happen? You're going to become addicted to creating wonderful things in your life. And I would rather be addicted to that than be addicted to being miserable, like nearly everybody else I know, right? So start with that. And so what I'm going to do is that, um, I mean, I get a lot of emails from you and you all want me going back to doing this every week and, oh, you know, whatever. So I'm going to increase this every week. So we're going to start here so that you can get so far beyond where you are. You know, I've seen a lot of people in my life, and I've said this before, that I'd see these people, I knew them for years, and I'd see them die with the same frustrations that they had in their life for decades. Don't be one of those people. I made a decision a while back that I was not going to be like that. 
And so that's why I said what I, I, I everything in my life has a sense of spirituality, a sense of purpose, a sense of um, beauty. Hmm? Uh, so I only have those things that bring me joy. Everything I have in my life brings me joy. Was I always like that? No, I was the way that I am talking about now. I say to myself every day, it's fun being me. And believe me, it is. So start small in this next week. Get up each day and say, say to the universe, bring me something beautiful or bring me something wonderful in my life. Right? Because as we all know, that 99%, I'd probably go higher with some people, of what we think about each day is the same thing that we thought about yesterday. And we go, how come my life doesn't get any better? I can't attract anybody that I like. Because you've been thinking the same limitation for the last God knows how long. So it's time to break it. I'll say it again. Each day, create a prayer or a mantra and say, I want something wonderful to appear in my life today. Right? I have done this many times. And I have had absolute miracles happen in my life. But you've got to start somewhere. You can't expect your life to get better by doing the same thing. Another famous quote from Einstein, I think. What is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I'll leave you with that. Thank you.